It's the connector's mindset. When we're positive, we literally cannot be negative. And being positive doesn't mean you're Pollyanna or that you're naive. It means that you are looking at the possible. When we are objective, we suspend judgment because again, the world doesn't need more judgment. Willing is really what takes us from a couple of base hits to a, to a grand slam. Do you want to learn effective ways to build relationships, generate sales, and grow your business from successful entrepreneurs, startups, and CEOs without listening to a long, long, long interview? If so, you've come to the right place. Gresham Harkness values your time and is ready to share with you precisely the information you're in search of. This is the I Am CEO Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh from the I Am CEO Podcast. I have a very special guest on the show today. I have Ginger Johnson of gingerjohnson.com. Ginger, excited to have you on the show. It's great to be here, Gresh. Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. Great to have you. And before we jump into the interview, I want to read a little bit more about Ginger so you can hear about some of the awesome things that she's been working on. And most biographies for speakers are full of credentials, awards, accomplishments, and other unexciting information. Let's say this for now. <laughs> Everything in life is powered by connection. And connection is Ginger's jam. It's the art, science, and energy that makes the world go around. And she works with great executives, associations, organizations, leaders, and teams to help them do their best work by tapping into the incredible possibilities meaningful connection creates, most especially at the table. If you want to learn more about her, she invites you to visit her site. And if you are really curious, you'll likely Google her anyway and find her book, TEDx Talk, events, programs, YouTube channel, and various sudri under information. Ginger, excited to have you on the show. Are you ready to speak to the IMCO community? Let's do it. Let's serve. Let's make it happen then. <laughs> so to kind of kick everything off, I know I read your bio and did all the awesome introduction, but I wanted to rewind the clock here a little bit more on how you got started, what I call your CEO story. You know, those moments in your life, Gresh, where you pause and sometimes you do them intentionally and sometimes they happen. It's almost like you're, you're kind of zooming out of the present reality where you're at physically and you're thinking on a couple of different planes. Um, and when I started my own first company, which is almost 20 years ago, I was at this why in the road and the why Gresh was, do I risk working for someone else again? Cause I had stepped down to the top of a supposed heap or do I invent my own? What mousetrap can I make better? What can I do to serve, to have fun and make my living? And that's where I stepped into the CEO of being my own in my own life. Nice. I absolutely love that. I love that phrase, why in the road. And I think that's so mm. powerful because I think we can kind of, you know, take that fork in the road that you hear all the time and just say we either go left or go right. But I think why is such a deeper question and really, really try to answer that. I think it almost ends up being like a magnet towards where you should go anyways, if you answer that in the way that you, you know, is, is correct, so to speak. I, I, I really appreciate you saying that why in the road is part of my connection framework. And it's a literal why because a fork, well, a fork, fork in the original inception had only two tines, but modern sure. forks have numbers of the last thing CEOs need is too many choices. What we want is, is clarity and how we get clarity is we make one choice at a time. And just like I talk about when I teach as well as in the book, the why in the road is a stay or a go. It's a choice point, Gresh. And that's what we want to think about when we want to get clarity. I mean, clarity is easy to say, harder to realize. At the same time, 
it's really not that complex. What we need to do is choose. So that literal Y in the road is the stay or the go. And the go isn't a stop. It's a keep moving because there will always be another option, opportunity, choice, chance. Awesome, awesome, awesome. I appreciate you so much, you know, breaking that down. And I almost feel like it it seems like a a certain, you know, ability and talent to be able to understand and kind of, I guess, distill down all the choices, all the opportunities to kind of make it simple to to be the stay or the go, because I think we can get inundated with so many different options and choices and decisions that we sometimes (laughs) don't even want to do staying or going or anything like that. What if I have so many opportunities? What if I have a lot of options? I actually teach to that too, Gresh. When I think of options and opportunities, I think opportunity is something somebody else offers us from their lens. They see it like you come to me like, hey, I have an opportunity to be on the show. Oh, that's an option I want to take based on your previous guest and my friend Tia Graham. If somebody says it's your opportunity, keep in mind that it's coming from a different angle. We choose it to be our option option or not our option. That's our angle. And that's how CEOs, C-suite, anybody really can think, is this an option that fits me right here, right now? Because like ideas, if it doesn't, there's going to be more. (laughs) There's never a lack. Yeah, absolutely. I think that um, I'm going to call it that reframe is so powerful because, you know, a lot of times when you feel and hear opportunities, you're almost like, I have to jump on that. I have to do that. How can I miss out on this? Because this is the only thing that's going to happen. This only, you know, opportunity that'll be that's just like Mm -hmm. this. But I love looking at it from an option standpoint, because just like the 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 um, ability to to choose to to go or to stay, you have that option to, to choose to do it or to not do it. Yes, and I thank you for for your thoughts on that too, Gresh. Big nugget I would offer is if somebody comes to you and they say, this is an extremely limited opportunity, it's only good for the next 30 minutes, three days, whatever, those are rarely the right choices because that pressure, <laughs> the pressure like fills up the balloon, but it rarely helps us take flight. Yeah, absolutely. You, you sound like you have the uh, a same mom than mine. Maybe we're, we're, we're long lost siblings because my mom always say, let me think <laughs> about it. Just say, let me think about it and take that time yep. to kind of, you know, brew it over and, and see if that's the right decision for me. And I think that I agree so, so much that that is, you know, so powerful. So I, I know we touched on a little and how you're working with your clients. And I know those are some of the, I imagine, dis- decisions and kind of probably reframing of things that you help to do for your clients. But what ways do you help to kind of work with your clients and would love to hear more, you know, that's in your book and all the awesome ways that you serve your clients. So education is my golden thread and everything that I bring forth comes from a service mindset. I believe there's a a trifecta that we need to listen to. It's head, heart, guts. And when we think about that, how are we serving? How are we serving? Because when we serve, we sell. So if anybody here listening, CEO, any position, you will sell if you serve. And so how I serve my modalities, if you will, are speaking, keynote speaking. And I'm sometimes invited on panels and to moderate, do different different modalities of the speaking itself proper. I love the stage because, not because of my ego, Gresh, because it's the gift of people's time and attention. And it's really powerful to have that. I think that was ingrained in me when I was a middle school teacher in my early 20s. You're welcome. It, there's, if you can hold an audience like middle schoolers, 
you can learn how to serve other people as well. So it's the speaking, it's the workshops, the dinner parties, which is my signature with boards, retreats, sales teams, leaders. Um, that is a unique way to come to the table. Like you said, in my, in my intro, the table is both the literal and the metaphorical. So uh, that table is a cornerstone of how I frankly differentiate myself in the market. And we're better people when we come to the table, Gresh. We're, oh, oh, we're in the host mindset. We're in the, in the CEO of our own life because how do we treat people in our home? Oh, let's do that all the time. You will be the most powerful, the most impactful, memorable, positive force as a CEO if we live in that mindset of host and grace, there is so much strength in that. There's so much strength in that. So think about it from the table. So it's the, the speaking, the dinner parties, the connecting experiences, the workshops, the books. There's, there's lots of ways to do it. It all is founded in the power of human connection. I absolutely love that. And so I wanted to ask you, and you might've already touched on this for uh, your secret sauce, which could be for yourself and all the awesome things you're working on, but essentially the thing that you feel like kind of sets you apart and makes you unique. But I almost, uh, I want to go back to that word reframe, because I almost feel like you have this ability to be able to change the perspective of so many different things that even just as we're talking now, whether we're talking about the why in the road and, and just thinking that we have all these opportunities and rather looking at them as options, do you feel like you have an ability to uh, kind of reframe that, to see that in a different way and help people to, for lack of a better term, be empowered in their lives to do all the mm. awesome things that they're, they're capable of doing. Yes, is the short answer, Gresh. And <laughs> we all have our own unique lenses. It's up to us to keep them clean, to keep them clear for ourselves on what we want our lives to be. And knowing what we want our lives to be or having an idea that we want our lives to be what we want our lives to be, to me is not self-absorbed. That to me is very self-serving in the best possible way, Gresh, because when we think about who we are, that's where the energy really pays off. It's not what we do. We could do anything. <laughs> we really could. It's about who we are. And I do reframe a lot. It's uh, you're the first person to ask me about that. And I really appreciate that question. To refresh, to reset, to revitalize, to slow your fine self down and say, what's really going on here? How do I want to connect with who I am? The who will always be more important than the do. And then once we're clearer, which is a dynamic ongoing process, you don't stop. That's not a bus. It doesn't have stations. But once we are clearer and we keep that windshield clear, then we can do our better work, do our best work because we are focused on genuine, deep, meaningful connection. Yeah, that, that's that's so powerful. So I, I wanted to switch gears a little bit. And I know we kind of touched on, you know, some of this. So I, I wanted to ask you for what I call a CEO hack. So this could be like an app, a book or something from your book, but it's it might be a habit that you have. But what's something you feel like makes you more effective and efficient? When I think about connection and when I wrote the book, the canon, the connectivity canon, uh, one thing that came out of it was a framework for connecting because I'd had a lot of people say, oh, Ginger, you know, everybody, you walk in a room, you can talk to anybody. So I, I really listened to that, Gresh, like, what are they really saying? What, what is the behavior they're seeing? And really, what do they want to learn? And so in writing the book, a framework came to light and bonus sidebar, like you can, you can IP protect a framework. You can't just protect words. I'm like, oh, that's a nice thing. Where I'm going with this is that 
the mindset, which is the second of the seven pieces of the framework, the mindset of a connector, and in fact, I call it the connector's mindset, is POW, P-O-W. Here's the hack, and here it's permanent. If once you get in here, you won't want to leave because it's the best place to live. And positive, objective, and willing is what POW stands for. I didn't set out to make another acronym because goodness knows we don't need another acronym. At the same time, it's really easy, positive, objective, and willing. It's the connector's mindset. When we're positive, we literally cannot be negative. And being positive doesn't mean you're Pollyanna or that you're naive. It means that you are looking at the possible. When we are objective, we suspend judgment because again, the world doesn't need more judgment. Willing is really what takes us from a couple of base hits to a, to a grand slam because willing is, first of all, it's a top trait that CEOs and great entities look for in people. Oh, you're willing to do that? Okay, let's try it. Nice. I absolutely love that. I appreciate you breaking that down. And I, and I almost wonder if you feel like, you know, this can also be like a like a perspective or a nugget or even like a mindset where I almost hear you saying too, that rather than going wide, trying to meet as many oh. people as possible, you're going deep and you're really trying to attract those people and you only are able to do that. And I think in many aspects of life, but definitely obviously related to connection by going deep to actually truly connect and develop that relationship and to be able to, to you know, build that well, I guess you could say, where you can actually have the opportunity to kind of pull from, but also pour into. Choose who you want your people to be. Look for people who are not like you. I, I I actively seek that. And to me, it's not a quota base. It's not a DEI. It's it's because I find so many perspectives that are not mine, thankfully. So like that's where I learn. If you're building something, then are you building a house of twigs, or are you going to lay down some brick? Are you going to put down? Are you going to dig a foundation? Like what are you doing here? Because again, who do you want to be? Therefore, what relationships are you interested in creating? It's really when you see somebody like, wow, who's that guy over there? I just like all those people are swirling around and there's something, there's something about that person. I go to those people in the room. Absolutely. So, so Ginger, you kind of touched on this, but I want to ask you my absolute favorite question, which is the definition of what it means to be a CEO. And our goal is to have different quote unquote CEOs on this show. So Ginger, what does being a CEO mean to you? My CEO mindset, what does it look like for me is that I'm also a CCO, which is a chief connecting officer. When I think about how I look at being a CEO in my own life and in my own company, I want to have that, that true peace of mind and look at how can I be my best chief connecting officer to me and then to my immediate first ripple and then the second ripple and out it goes. So that's how I think I would respond to that. It's a great question. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Ginger, truly appreciate that definition. And of course, I appreciate your time even more. So what I wanted to do now is pass you the mic, so to speak, just to see if there's anything additional that you can let our readers and listeners know. And of course, how best people can get a hold of you, get a copy of your book, find about all the awesome things that you're working on. People can get in touch with me. I'm very accessible. Gingerjohnson.com. That's where the center of this little universe starts. And my contact information is on there. I have my own show at the table. I've got my connectivity canon, um, and I would love to be of service to great leaders and teams, C-suites, definitely, when you are looking for somebody to come up, light a fire, and help stoke it so that you can do better work. But when I do my work, I think just like you, Gresh, I'm going to take this big leap of faith, is that it's not about us. We do it because we love it, and we know it serves. 
It's ultimately about who wants to take something and run with it. So I appreciate any contacts and uh, any way I can help your fine audience. Absolutely, absolutely. Ginger, truly appreciate you. And to make it even easier, we're going to have the links and information as well in the show notes so that everybody can hear about the show, follow the show and, and engage. And of course, you know, connect with you and about all the awesome things that you're working on. I hope you have a phenomenal rest of the day. Thank you so much, Gresh. You too. Come over to the table anytime. Let me know when you're in the neighborhood. Thank you for listening to the I Am CEO Podcast powered by CB Nation and Blue 16 Media. Tune in next time and visit us at imceo.co. IMCEO is not just a phrase, it's a community. Want to level up your business even more? Read blogs, listen to podcasts, and watch videos at cbnation.co. Also, check out our IMCEO Facebook group. This has been the IMCEO Podcast with Gresham Harkless Jr. Thank you for listening.